Welcome to the Remote CEO Show. My name is De Niro Bartolini, AKA De Niro B. I'm an acclaimed business coach and my moonshot is to change the face of work and business forever. With each episode, we bring you some of the most inspiring and insightful interviews with six, seven, eight, and nine figure entrepreneurs to crack the code on how to build your remote empire and have fun while doing it. Thanks for stopping by and let's get started. What is going on, CEOs? Daniel will be here with another episode of the Remote CEO Show. Today, I'm here with Brian Rowland. Brian is a social entrepreneur and founder of Abenity, the six times Inc. 5000 company that's powering corporate perks for top brands, including U.S. Bank and MasterCard. And while Abenity provides millions of subscribers with private discounts, the company's social mission is fighting extreme poverty with every program they deliver. I am very excited to have this chat with Brian, so let's get right into it. So Brian, thanks a lot for being on the Remote CEO Show today. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing wonderful. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. I'm excited for you to be here because you've been running this business for about 11 years, I believe, and it's all remote. So this is going to be an amazing conversation. But I always ask my guests to tell us what they were doing before they became entrepreneurs. So what is your story? Yeah, thank you. Well, um, this will date this recording a little bit, but I just celebrated my Independence Day as an entrepreneur, which is July 4th, uh, same as the Independence Day for our nation here in the nice. United States. And and that's always fun. And that, that, um, that was 11 years ago that... I was able to kind of take that leap of faith and go for it and go full time. Now the business was making like $2,000 a month at that time. So I was living off my wife's teacher's salary about $36,000 a year to make it all work. Um, but it, the story changed quickly from there with the extra focus you can add hundred with hundred percent of your time. Um, it was about a year before she was able to quit her job and we started having kids and and it's just been a, a budding business from there. But to answer your first question, um, you know, I've always had a side hustle as a kid. Um, I've got a video my mom sent me when I was 10 years old on the side of our house doing a sales pitch um, on what I called Roland's Roll-On um, folders. They were laminated school folders that you could put your picture inside, you could customize your picture so that if you spilled, you wouldn't ruin all your, all your work. Um, so I've been doing that. I was, I was teaching trumpet lessons in high school and um, made my own CD and went to Nashville and um, playing music and, and then came out of the music industry saying, hey, this, the music industry is not entrepreneurial enough for what I'm interested in doing. So I took an outside sales job and that was welcome to the reality of, of um, sales. And it was, my boss was essentially said, I don't care how you do it, but don't come back to the office until you have 30 phones. And if you haven't found 30 phones to sell, don't come back to the office. <laughs> and so <Wow. laughs> it was that first, it was that first month of hustles. Like, how do I do this? I figured out how to do it that first month. And then 
I was super depressed on the last day of the month where the board was erased. And he's like, okay, go do it again next month. <laughs> like, wait, I what? I have, I, to, know. I have to do that again? That was hard enough <laughs> the first time. So I did that for five years. And that's where I stumbled upon the idea for what we're doing now. Um, and, we've, and we've grown our company, Abenity, into a six-time Inc. 5000 company. And we've, uh, we've done it all with a fully remote team. We've got 30 employees and 90% of us have never met each other each other in person before and it's been a really exciting journey so far that's super cool and just to talk about you know your out sales outside sales job i had an inside sales job which was you know maybe not as intense as yours but i remember that feeling the first of the month when you crushed it you felt like a king you went out and you celebrated you know martinis and sushi and then the day after you come back and you're like okay i'm no one again <laughs> yeah so it's <laughs> totally interesting. Oh, it's crazy. I try really hard to, to find different ways to not have that performance agenda with my team internally. Um, because that is a hard, that's like school of hard knocks right there. I don't, you know, but it was, that's paying your dues, man. <laughs> Yeah, a hundred percent. And 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 I'm sure that's one of the reasons why then you said, you know what, what? like, I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to open my own business. So let's talk about how you were able to scale to this business to, to what it is right now, 30 employees completely remotely. So what is the process? Uh, did you first hire salespeople and then you hired an operations manager? Can, can you walk us through the process of you getting your first sales and then saying, you know what, I need to start building a remote team. Yeah, no, it was, um, it was the opposite of that. It was, um, so my company, Abenity, um, helps um, employers of all sizes offer perks and benefits to their people as, um, mm -hmm. as, um, as a part of their kind of compensation package. And so it's, as a benefit of working here, uh, you get access to thousands of discounts that we've negotiated on everything from pizza and the zoo to movie tickets, oil changes, car rentals, hotels. We do this uh, for Chick-fil-A corporate nationwide and U.S. Bank and MasterCard. And um, we, we just registered our three millionth member yesterday, um, which is a huge milestone, exciting one for us. And um, and so this really spurred from how I figured out how to sell cell phones. I, um, I, you know, I was like, gosh, to, to do anything, to sell anything, you know, you, you, it's a numbers game. So how, how can I kick enough bushes to get something good to run out? And, and so I went to these big companies. Um, there are certain companies that get a discount off their sprint services. And, um, and those companies had tens of thousands of employees. So I, I put a flyer together and I sent an email to HR that, Hey, would you communicate this discount to your people? They already get it. It's as a benefit. Have them call me if they want to take advantage of it. And that produced enough volume to really be, build something. Um, there, there was a day when I was working with the Walt Disney company and they have 200,000 employees. And I, cause I was, you know, I, I was hustling. I picked up the phone. I called anybody. Everybody was like, uh, inside they're like how are you getting these accounts I was like I'm just calling them I was like what? I was like oh nobody's ever been brave enough to call them before it's like what <laughs> so <laughs> so as I had these great accounts and 
Um, and so, but there was a day when the wrong information got published and it gave me a look uh, behind the curtain of what was happening. And it was HR would get my flyer. Well, they would send it to IT who would post it eventually. And it sometimes took a while because it wasn't their priority. And so when the wrong mm -hmm. thing was posted, it was not easy to, to update or remove. And so mm -hmm. it took a long time for um, Disney corporate to get that internal thing pulled down because it was nobody's priority except for mine and sprints and because the wrong information was there. So I was like, you know, the where I'm on the wrong side of the fence here, I don't have any control of the messaging and that's creating a bad experience for the users. And I'm always been very focused on the user experience. So yeah. after, after that, I went to my brother, uh, we were already working on stuff together and kind of the SaaS world. And I said, hey, let's build a platform that manages and delivers discounts for these companies um, so that they don't have to manage the back-end process. And yeah. so we, we did that and um, I gave it away for free to a few companies out, out the gate and that I was already working with. And so our first companies were Disney, Oracle and the US Army. And um, it created this awesome trend to the point where we were working, working with Fortune 500 um, companies, um, but we've opened up the same um, catalog of perks and discounts to any size employer. So if you have 150 employees or less, you can get those same discounts for your people for $150 a month. Um, actually, I've got a coupon code for your listeners. I was going to give it at the end, but since we're talking about it, if you go to abenity.com and use code founder 150, then you'll be able to get your first month free and, and offer the same awesome. discounts that the big guys are using. For sure. That's super cool. So you said a lot of, th a lot of things right now that, that I really want my, my listeners to, to uh, take on. One thing that you said right now is the fact uh, that you were the one calling all these big accounts. I know that a lot of people are so afraid to get on the phone and, and, and make that important phone call. And I always remind people, listen, sales is not easy, regardless whether you're calling, you know, like a 50, 60 people business, or if you call Disney, I mean, like, sure, the way up is going to be a bit longer, but at the end of the day, it's still people. So you might as well go for the big fish because that's where you're probably going to get the bigger contracts. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's always uh, it there's always bigger opportunities based on the numbers. So I, you know, I, I, I don't let two things that were disruptive that I did that were unexpected. And this is rewind. This is 2003 when I'm doing this. Well, I, I had a, I had a phone, but I was in the Nashville area. Um, and every hundred percent of everybody on the team only sold phones in the Nashville area. Well, I picked up the mm -hmm. phone and I, and I, I was like, well, Sprint gives out phone numbers in California, don't they? They're like, uh, yeah. I was like, okay, so can I sell a okay. phone in California? <laughs> uh, how? Uh, over the phone? How are you going to get them to sign the paperwork? Uh, with the fax machine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, nobody ever thought of that before. <laughs> it's like, so it's okay? Yeah, it's okay. Just get the IDs and everything like you're supposed to. So. I just picked up the, it's like, so don't let geography hold you back. Don't let what everybody else is doing hold you back. Um, don't, don't use somebody else's model to build your model. Like think from a new perspective for yourself 
and see where that leads you. And if it's, if it's different, well, just go for it. And if it's disruptive in a negative way, they'll, they'll let you know. <laughs> and yeah. as long as you're, as long as you're, as long as you're humble and you're generous and you're willing to listen and learn, it's going to be okay. Um, it's not always beneficial to ask permission in advance um, if they've never done it before, because you're likely going to be held back by somebody else's unrealistic or, or in, invalid fears or concerns or expectations. So just go for it. I say just kick the bushes and see what comes out and, and then yeah. take it from there. For sure. That's very, very great advice. Thanks, man. I said, I wanted to talk about your team and how you're managing it. I know that uh, you're, you're big and, you know, again, of course, your, your entire team, like you said, is remote. 90% of your team members haven't met each other, which is very interesting. And I wanted to understand, because my listeners at home are in a very similar situation. Maybe they don't have 30 people yet, but maybe they have seven, eight, 15 people. Can you give us a couple of tips things to avoid when building a remote team. Right. So I did not answer a previous question, which was how did you get the remote thing started? Um, ours was my, bro my, my brother and I are 50, 50 partners. Um, he's the, he's the software engineer, the developer. He makes it all happen. I'm the idea guy. Um, I was in Nashville. He was getting his master's degree in California when we started the business, it was just us. And so we're like, why do we need to do anything different than what we're doing? We have phone, we have internet, this works. And so when it came time, um, we six months after um, I went full-time, we hired our, our first other employee. She's still on the team today. It's awesome. Um, and I worked with her even before uh, and, and um, she was great, but she was moving from Nashville area to Virginia. And so it was like, well, she's great. We want to work with her. Um, she's going to Virginia. Does that matter? No. Um, and that led to different people. I've, I've actually have a number of um, military spouses that I employ and they move around a lot. And um, in mm -hmm. fact, one of my employees called me and said, Hey, we just got reassigned um, to Cuba. I'm like Cuba, and she's like, "Yeah, we'll be on, we'll be at the base on Guantanamo Bay," and she's like, uh, "How does that affect us?" I was like, "What? Well, I, I don't know. How does that affect us? Will, will you have a phone? Yes. Uh, will you have internet? Yes. Okay, but it doesn't affect us. Go have fun." And she's like lobster hunting on the weekends, and we're asking her for pictures, and we love telling the story. So, you know, we we really put people first. And we pursued we served the people we we pursued the people over the geography. Now, one of my rules for building a tight connected remote team is to not hire more than two to two or three degrees away from one of your existing team members. And this is because mm -hmm. culture culture is so important. And if you get more than two or three degrees away from an existing team member. Well, you're, you're going to have a, your cultural fit is going to start becoming different. Now I'm not talking about diversity in employment. I'm, I'm talking about community and relationships that you're fostering and intentionally working with. When you are working with somebody that is, 
that is only two or three degrees away from somebody else on your team, it comes mm -hmm. with pre-existing trust and respect for your business because mm -hmm. that person that person you're hiring has known about your business for a long time. They've known who the who their friend or family member is working for. They know how much they like it. They so they come in with a level of trust. They they also come in okay. with a level of respect for you because they're accountable not only to you as their employer but also to their friend or family member that introduced it to them. Okay. And yeah. and they don't they don't want to let let you down and and that really starts building this healthy cultural pillar because um, in a remote team, um, you have to hire for the right kind of personalities. And this is a whole nother yes. podcast, but I have, an, I have a disc profile that I like to stick to very closely to, to know what works and doesn't work in remote team members. When we're going through the hiring process, we have a specific personality type we look for. So it's successful. Um, and, um, and so that's very important. So that those would be my kind of initial thoughts on answering your question from, from there, once you get the right people on the bus, um, working for you, then it's, it's really a communication challenge. Um, and, um, and then from there, um, one of the things that I spent, we built our business with a social mission. We're very much impact driven. Um, we have an output to um, a cause um, with every input into the business, and um, we're specifically using our business to fight against the um, negative effects of extreme poverty for children. Um, so we sponsor children that are living in extreme poverty. And when I say extreme poverty, I'm talking about the three to 500 million people in the world who are still walking five miles to find clean water every day. And yeah. because of that, they can't go to school and, and their, their, their communities are, are not um, what most of us are used to seeing. And, and yeah. so that's another piece that's really important to the remote team is having a purpose and a vision that's outside of your brand that you have your eyes fixed on. Yeah. Um, and in fact, I'm very concerned about what 2020 did to remote work while it lit remote work on fire. And it gave everybody a lot of confidence in remote work because they, tr they were forced to try it. I can do it. Mm -hmm. Well, the problem is remote work was only effective in 2020 because everyone was fighting against a cause outside of their brand. It was the negative yeah. purpose of a, of a positive cause. You're fighting for these kids to lift them out of extreme poverty. It is the opposite. You were fighting against this invisible enemy to all come together and keep things going. And so yes. as, as companies are returning back to work, their cause, without realizing it, their cause they were fighting against is dissipating. And, and yeah. all, the all the bridges that were built that were allowing people to feel good working remotely together and feeling connected, those bridges are dissolving. And soon you're gonna have a whole bunch of remote workers that are disconnected from their team that don't have the cultural foundation to sustain themselves in a healthy way. And they've just been left on this remote Island where they're feeling disconnected and it's not going to work for them because they're probably not the personality type that will thrive on their own in a remote environment. Um, 
I don't know if I answered your question, but I just covered a lot. <laughs> no, no, honestly, listen, you covered a lot. I, I, I was asking for a couple of things not to do. I think we can cover those in a minute. But what you told me right now, which is basically what to do, is just as powerful and as impactful. And, you know, you said something about COVID. And while I do believe that my business really grew, the Remote CEO show as a podcast, but also my coaching because of COVID, a lot of businesses are forced to to start working remotely. But you said something that really, you know, hit home because in the next few months, I'm not going to say that people will forget about COVID, but they will kind of forget why they went remote. And I'm sure that the majority of people, unless they are managed by someone that understands the implication of having a remote team, they're just going to feel good because they can, you know, wake up and work from their couch. They're not going to appreciate it for all the other reasons that you just mentioned, which is absolutely important. Um, So like, I want to go back to those two things just because I know that I want to bring some actionable items to my listeners um, let's say I have a business and I'm going between, you know, uh, I'm, I'm starting to scale. So maybe I have like four or five people now. I want to go to 10, 15 people. Do you recommend hiring all at once? Or do you recommend first hiring a couple of people, training them, and then hiring a couple more? How would you go about that? Yeah. Um, that's, that is a, a great, great question. Um, it, Every circumstance is a little different because of the need and of, because of the available capital. Um, we bootstrapped our business. So we did everything incrementally. Um, I did every job in the business until I could hand it off to somebody else. And, mm-hmm. and listen, big milestone for me, I handed off the CEO job last year to a new CEO so that I'm able to be in a founder role now and be fully mm-hmm. forward thinking and then hanging out with you here talking about these great things um, and the way the business has been built. So there is a way t- for your listeners to be encouraged that they can hand off every single hat in a remote team environment without having this big dramatic exit where you're at the end of the day waking up from a, from a sale with no team and, and you have to figure it all out again. And so... Um, that that uh, was so the way we did it was we incrementally hired new people it seemed like we were on a rhythm of every 15 to 18 months it was time for a new full-time employee um, in the mm-hmm. first five in the first five years and um, but I tell you that first time I, I needed a, I had a full-time position available I think the most important thing that I did was instead of hiring one person to do five things um, because in my experience, when you give someone multiple things to do, no matter how many things you give them, they don't do all of them. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and, when, and when you're in a small business, you need all of them done. So the, the biggest thing that we did early on that I think was really helpful to scaling us up to where we are today was instead of hiring one person, to do five things, I hired five people to do one thing each. Yeah. And we and we had a whole bunch of part-time roles. And so we built the team with a whole bunch of part-time roles. We actually found a wonderful niche with um, the most highly educated, highly motivated, highly intelligent little subpopulation that nobody gives a lot of attention to. And it's the stay-at-home mom. And 
we gave them something powerful to do during a nap time um, or yeah. after, the, after the kids are in bed or before the kids wake up in the morning. And they, they spend about two hours a day um, doing the one thing. And um, so we started kind of with a powerful force to stay at home moms. A lot of those moms have transitioned into full-time employment with us now as their kids grew up and they grew to the place where they could do that. Um, a lot of those moms moved on to other things. And um, th that was, that was a good fit for our business and something I, I recommend everybody look into. It also fits into that look for people within two to three degrees of separation of your existing community um, yeah. because, because you'll, you'll find them there and they're a really loyal, hardworking workforce. Um, and their whole identity and purpose is not in your brand either. So um, they're, they're coming to the table as, as healthy, motivated, um, uh, mm -hmm. professional, professional people. Um, I do want to, I, I know yeah, we must ahead, be getting, well, we must be getting close to kind of the, our time here. So I, there's only one thing that remote team builders need to stop doing and it takes care of everything else. And so the one thing that everyone needs to stop doing is stop sending internal emails. Internal emails is the crazy train. Um, your inbox is just this, this mucky pit of junk that's full of everything that's irrelevant spam to um, hate from the people that are um, not on your side and you're dealing with to people who are trying to hook you and sell you into something to yeah. you do you do not want your core initiatives in that place and so uh, they'll get lost um, so the biggest thing that we did was we we haven't sent an internal email um, in a decade and so it's possible. It's a freaky concept, but it's possible. Now you say, well, how do you, you guys have to communicate? How do you, how do you make it work? Well, I've got a one sheet rules of engagement that breaks it all down. Um, I want to give it away free uh, so that everybody can get it. But if, so if you text rules to my phone number, 615-802-6853, you'll get that one sheeter. And um, it breaks down how to communicate effectively inside your team without sending internal emails. Um, it also is customizable. So you can make, you can tweak it with your own rules and drop your logo on there and that kind of thing and send it out to everybody. Um, but cool. e email, email is the problem. So chat is, needs to be a part of your team structure, but chat mm -hmm. needs never send a to do in chat because it just gets lost. The chat thread is just like, it's there and it's gone. And you never go back to yeah. it. Never send a task in, a, in your chat tool. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about Slack um, or something yeah. like that. And so um, chat is just for quick clarifying questions or for camaraderie and, you know, celebrating each other or, or whatever. Um, make sure your calendar has your team's birthdays and everything in it. And it automatically post to your slack channel nice. so you can celebrate everybody's birthdays in real time i mean build culture inside your chat we can talk more about that someday if you want um audio video 100%. conferencing audio video conferencing is the the way to go for huddles so when you're at the point where you're putting your team into groups you know we got a marketing team we got an operations team we got a sales team 
um, you need to be having at least a monthly huddle. Now, we've got 30 people. Each team has a monthly team huddle, and, and we have an all-team huddle. But that's, that's as often as we get together. Um, and uh, because, you know, there's this whole death by meetings concept. And in a remote team, flexibility is part of what makes it win. So you don't, you don't want to you don't want to overly structure things. Um, otherwise you're undermining that trust and respect that you've built your, your business on. So audio video for those huddles, you need to see each other face to face. That's important. That's easier now than ever before. The phone yeah. is the phone is has been around forever. It's, it's, it's your, if it's too long for a chat, then it needs to be a phone call. Um, don't I, I don't like using I don't like jumping on a zoom for kind of a clarifying moment inside a task um, I feel like it takes more time than it needs to it's a little awkward for short yeah. visits and so uh, just pick up the phone I know it's unheard of pick up the phone and call them and ask them um, it's crazy and if if you're a you know if you're internationally different with your times you, you need to know when you can reach each other so reach each other during that time. Um, don't send a long email asking for an explanation. Don't expect something back in an email. It'll get lost in there um, and it will, it'll clunk up the workflow. Um, there's, there's never, 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 never a need for text message or yeah. social media or social media. Like, period. It takes discipline to run a fully remote team. You need to be disciplined. If, if you build a habit of texting between your team members, and look, I've done this, this one we've had to break. We've had to be careful for texting is for emergencies only like Brian's on vacation. He's out of the office. He's not checking anything and the building's on fire. Well, it doesn't matter because there is no <laughs> building. We're remote. So it will find some <laughs> other, <laughs> the, uh, and you know, the biggest customers buildings on fire then, uh, yeah. you know, text Brian, right? But otherwise, text messaging um, takes away your work-life balance. Um, it, you give each other too much access to the point where you, you can't have a healthy life outside of work. And yeah. one of the ways of having a, a healthy remote team is prioritizing your personal life over your work life. You have to be able to prioritize your personal life over your work life. That's part of what make, makes remote work work. Um, um, and finally, everything that needs to get done goes in a task management platform. We use Asana. We like Asana. Um, there's other things like monday.com, all kinds of things. But um, find a project management system like that. If it's a to-do, put it in your task management. If you need a clarifying question, ask it in Slack in your chat system. Um, if it's too big for a quick chat then pick up the phone and call them or put it on your agenda for your next huddle. Um, do not interrupt people in real time. If it can wait for your next huddle, um, bring build up agenda items for your next huddle um, and never, never, never send an internal email. And again, to, to get this download, um, text the word rules to area code uh, 615-802 six eight five three and if you're international put that plus one for us in there and you'll you'll get an automatic reply back with the with the document awesome 
Awesome. Brian, this was actually a masterclass in managing a remote team. This is insane. There's so much information, man. Uh, you said before, you said we could have literally another full episode talking about how to hire uh, and, and who, what type of people to hire. And, and I will take you up on that for sure in, in the future. I definitely want you to be back. But in the meantime, I'm sure that my listeners will want to know more about your business and what you do. So where can people find you online? Yep, absolutely. So I've, I've been writing about a lot of this ever since I uh, stepped into the full-time founder role. So uh, those articles are on brianroland.com. And, um, and from, from there, um, I would love for you to put together a perks program for your people at your own, um, at your own workplaces. Um, one of the benefits of Abenity's perks programs are they they reach your people wherever they are. We literally have over a million redemption locations. We have 100,000 plus hotels. We've got every theme park and attraction. Um, we've got every Papa John's and we got free chips and a drink at every Quiznos nationwide. So there are perks for your people wherever they are. Um, you can mm -hmm. get your first month free. Get your first month free with code founder150 at abenity.com. That's A-B as in boy. E-N-I-T-Y.com. And I'm sure we can get all that in the show notes. And um, it's been a pleasure speaking with your audience today. Awesome, Brian. Thanks a lot for being uh, here at the Remote CEO. Like I said, I'm looking forward to having you back in the future and enjoy the rest of the day, man. Thank you. You as well. And this is it for today, CEOs. Thanks for staying with us until the end. Can I ask you a big favor? Can you please leave a review? I know the podcast app is not super straightforward. So if you don't know how to leave a review, just DM me on Instagram at denierob, D-E-N-I-E-R-O-B. And I will send you the direct link to the review section. And to show you my appreciation, I will answer any business question you ask me during that conversation. So thank you again. And I will talk to you again soon.